the Sharks win well what initially was a close one in the third but they uh ended up piling on a little bit and beat the kings five to two so we're gonna have all of that and more after this But first, if you want to be a part of the show, please catch us on all of the social media and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, <clears throat> Discord, all at Tealtown USA. And of course, check us out on the website, tealtownusa.com. I am joined this evening by Mr. Al Martinet. Al, how are you doing this evening? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing, you know, doing okay. You know, as far as the game goes, the the boys uh, pulled it out in that third and, uh, you know, kind of made up for that lackluster second. And, uh, yeah, so they were able to, to have me, I, you know... I'm a little bit off kilter right now because I was all prepping for us to win three to two and I was going to be kind of pissed off about this game because there was <laughs> a lot of, um, I, I don't know. I will, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but there was, it's sloppiness from the sharks. I mean, I was off tilter too, because I was kind of prepping on the sharks actually losing because they started Jones six straight tonight. Um, and, uh, I was kind of in favor of Dude Meek starting against the Ducks. And I thought this was a potentially another game where you might have started um, Dude Meek again. But, you know, again, the Sharks have had two rest days in a row, which is kind of a rarity, especially with this tight COVID schedule. Um, and it didn't get off to a good start. I mean, 1-0 in the first minute or two for L.A., was kind of prepping on the Sharks, kind of essentially letting, letting this one go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's just go right into it in that first period. Uh, you know, L.A. comes out and scores um, two minutes and 27 seconds in. Uh, IXL follow with his 10th on the year. But this one, to me, this, is, this one really bothered me because – Burns just blew past his assignment, man. And it's like, you're supposed to be a, a, you know, a Norris defenseman there. And he just totally stops up on the play. It, it was like a mental gaffe. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. There was just something about that play that made me feel like maybe the team wasn't, uh, you know, getting ready to go on time. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Um, I thought the Sharks progressively played better throughout tonight. Um, but this was definitely the one bad moment for Burns. Um, Burns had four assists tonight. But um, Burns, periodically throughout the season, has made many multiple defensive lapses, um, especially early on in the season. But I think he's kind of cleared that up Um especially now, especially in the last couple of weeks, he's been more consistent. Um, especially EK. I thought that was, that was another good, good, good showcase for him tonight. 
but um, even for those two, they will have defensive lapses, um, even though they're high quality players. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in. Again, I I think you know we'll go through it. I think you know Burns kind of progressively picked it up, but it's just those kind of defensive gaffes that really, you know, that really kind of leave me sh- scratching my head. I mean, Benjamin Kessel um bringing this up and he's like burns a right winger in d clothing i don't care that he's got a norris i you know he does kind of have that you know reckless abandon but also like i don't know man again it just just those those he'll have those nights or those gaffes in a game and you're just like boy that that's not that's really not good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I mean, we can't rip on him too much because uh, later on in the first, he gets uh, an assist on a beautiful breakout pass. Um, you know, burns over to Ferraro, up to Kevin, and Kevin just snipes the right hand corner. Um, boy, shooter shot, and he needed that one. Just it, it you know, just to kind of aff- affirm his his quick shot there, man. Yeah, um, before that, there were a couple of chances for LeBanc where he had the chance to shoot it, and he kind of overpassed it. Um, but this time, he just he has a really good shot if he actually takes the time and shoots it. Um, maybe this is a carryover from Joe Thorin, but um, once again, whenever he shoots it, I think he has one of the best shots on the Sharks. Um, but when he... Um, he just yeah, defers I, I, a lot. He he defers. He just a lot. defers way too much, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and and I'm totally there with you, um, Al, on that. I think that LeBanc is definitely pass first guy, but again, it's like he's got a decept a deceptively good shot. So um, I like seeing him get that one. Definitely a nice snipe. Uh, and then 1350 uh, into that first period, Patrick Marlowe with his fourth on the season, kind of a, a weird play where um, Brent Burns gets it out from the half wall, you know, gets it over to uh, Marcus and the Marcus just kind of throws it on net and Patty's, you know, extending his skate there allowed, you know, you're allowed to redirect. Um, they did take a look at it and uh, deemed it a good goal. And so Patty with his fourth and all of a sudden, you know, that fourth line is starting to chip in here and there, Al. Yeah, I mean, this is more or less Burns' goal. I just kind of hit off the skate, but um, I, I thought this was one of Burns' best game. Um, um, I thought he was more consistent from start to finish besides that um, opening frame. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, minus the opening frame, I thought the Sharks really did kind of control the flow of the game. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think for me it was kind of like maybe about five minutes into that first they kind of get their legs, but you know it seemed like L.A. kind of had a a script to kind of pounce on them really early, um, and, and you know caught them napping in at the very beginning of the first period. But after that five minute mark, it seemed like they were kind of turning it on slowly. Um, you get uh, then a, a, a goal about four minutes after Patrick and you got Rudolph Balsers is six on the year Timo and Eric uh, get the assists and boy, you know, Balsers is starting to put together a little bit of a cause for him to be in the top six. I, I mean, 
the the kid has just been producing with Hurdle and Meyer, and it just seems like those three have a good thing going right now on that line. What are you thinking, Al? I think I like the chemistry. I think there's more of the consistency with those three in that, or th- those three on ice. Yeah. Um, but also, I just like having that type of speed on ice. Um, whenever the Sharks don't have that type of speed, they tend to get bullied, and they just don't have the physical nature to go against teams like St. Louis, teams like Vegas, and even like they don't have the speed to go against Colorado, which I think is probably the most premier team right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's a better matchup when they have some speed element to go against. Yeah, no, I think I think you're kind of on to something there because, you know, when they do play that heavy game and, you know, put hand to mark on the fourth line or, you know, at, God forbid they'll have, you know, both um, VL and uh, Gabriel on the same line, you know, and it's like, you know, when the team goads them into – carrying the sluggers the team definitely gets beat on a on a kind of a talent level so i mean i you know speaking of vial i i think we kind of have to talk a little bit about him because tonight he took a he took a really good shot and and i'm like whoa wait a minute this guy this guy can shoot the puck i mean that was that was a legit one-timer he took I think I need to see a little bit more, but I've liked what I've seen. Um, I don't think he's played a lot of minutes. I'm just going to check the box score real fast. But I think he's been averaging like around 10 to 11 minutes per night, which is kind of what you can kind of see for rookies. But, you know, I like what he's brought in. I think it's more more stable than um, the other enforcer. I'm blanking on his name. Um, Curtis Gabriel. Gabriel, who I think... What he's brought in was kind of nice, but I think it was just not what the team needed at the moment. So if you can get more shooting from Veal, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I I like his kind of combination of um of size and you know, he's got a like I said, he's got a deceptively good shot. So um I'd be interested to see. Uh hopefully he'll get um you know, he'll get his goal here soon. Um I it it Go ahead. Yeah, Veal played eight minutes tonight. So, you know, more consistent off that fourth line is probably what the Sharks are kind of looking for for right there. Yeah, no, I mean, eight minutes is is good. I think if I, you know, all things considered, you'd probably want him, um, or or at least the fourth line consuming about ten <clears throat> ten minutes a night, eleven minutes a night. So, you know, I think they're they have a little bit of work to do, but you know, I saw signs of life from Sorensen tonight you know I thought Mar Patty had a good uh, a good night tonight as well um so yeah I mean the the team is it's seeming as if when the big guys aren't scoring you're now starting to see the depth kind of bubble up a little bit um and and, and we'll talk about uh the depth coming through in that third um but we got to talk about the second period and and in this in this period, to me, the only two people that really brought it throughout throughout that second period was Balsers and Jones, because oh my goodness, they they got <laughs> it was an onslaught in that second period, and I'm just going through it here on the shots on goal in the second, and I mean out it was eleven to eight is what the box score says, 
But that didn't feel like 11 to 8. That felt like the Kings were in the majority of the Sharks zone and the Sharks were hanging on for dear life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I've been pretty much just a Jones defender all season. I think there's been plenty of times this season where he's been shaky, but the, for the past, you know, 11 to 12 games, he's really come to form. And I'm not going to talk playoffs because I think they're a little bit out of, out of depth right now or out of reach. But this is another showcase for Jones. And you have to be still skeptical because these have all been against L.A. teams. The Ducks, the Kings, teams that the Sharks need to beat. So, but once again, this is another great game for Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they could get a taker, you know, if they could get a taker for Jones, I mean, uh, that would be that would be totally awesome, and and I would I would yeah I would definitely look into that, but um, I I don't think anybody's going to touch him with that contract. <laughs> no, no, Mark, no, I will tell you what Al is. Al is an anti Niemi apologist. Okay, that is his dude. We can go another hour on Niemi. If you really wanted to do that, I haven't brought up his name all year, so that's that's on you. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Vancouver uh, paging one puck guy, right? Um, you know, we've got some we've got some stuff trickling in from the locker. Thank you, AJ, for the uh, uh, for the quotes there. Um, Talking Jones. Okay, here we go. The Balsers is improving every day. Doesn't give enough credit for the grunt work he's doing on that line. I mean, definitely saved a goal. He had basically, uh, you know, a puck right in the blue paint, just sitting there waiting for a king to deposit it in that empty net. And and Balsers has the wherewithal to pull out of the pile and then figure out where that puck was. Did you see that play, uh, Al? Yeah. Um, you know, I really, yeah, <laughs> it's really not much to say there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Couture on the win. Uh, we were flat Tuesday tonight. I thought we were okay. We gave up some great eight chances, but found a way to win. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think the captain is a little bit on to something there. Um, and, and, you know, at that third, at the end of the third, it looked like the team was dogging it a little bit. They seemed a little tired. So I I don't know what kind of performance we're going to get tomorrow. I mean, everybody's, everybody's tired. I mean, this, this schedule is just insane. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know what, how, how good the team is going to come out tomorrow, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, take a little bit to wade into the, into the next one. Uh, this is a back-to-back. Um, I'd be really surprised if Jones gets another start. Um, I'd make it seven in a row. Um, I, if Jones doesn't start, I don't really see an opportunity where Jones gets another start uh, or Dubnik gets another start um, anytime soon, um, unless they're really making a push before NHL trade deadline. Um, like, this is the opportunity for Dubnik. Um so, yeah, I mean, so I guess, I mean, 
well, so going into the third period, I guess, well, let's let's round this off before we do, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of prognosticating on the trade deadline, because uh, I think that there are some interesting storylines there. Uh, but um, in that third period, uh, Jared Anderson Dolan catches um, ca- catches Jones on. a. I mean, this was a wicked angle shot. And and I don't I do not fault Jones for for this one at all because as a goaltender you're supposed to be on your skates when the puck is in you know in the boards especially when it's coming right out of the trapezoid you know you're you're taught to be on your skates at that point and that just found that far that far foot and that was just one of those you know crazy bounces that you know you could do that ten times and you know not score it once on that you know you know what I mean uh, like again, similar to the first goal. Also, this was early on in the period. Um, Jones was probably not quite set and wasn't ready for that shot from that point. Um, very ready to see a shot from there. Um, again, don't blame Jones. It's like you said, but um, would have liked to see him more aware of where LA was shooting from. Um, just didn't even look like he was looking at uh, the LA forward. Yeah, I think he kind of was paying a little bit more attention to the slot because there was a there were a couple guys that were kind of waiting for a rebound. So, I, yeah, I I I see where you're going there. Where he want you know, you want to see him maybe track the play a little bit better there, but you know it it uh, it is what it is at that point. Um, and and that was in that first minute, and it looked like LA was really pushing the the pedal to the metal in that in that first ten minutes uh, of the third period, um, and then the Sharks um, took a took a, a high sticking penalty there by um, by Hurdle, and you're thinking, oh boy, you know one of your better penalty killers is out. The guy who really wins draws is you know in the box the team is looking a little gassed and you're thinking, Oh boy, this is prime comeback territory right now. You know, you you could kind of feel like LA was, um, you know, looking for something there. You know, they could feel to steal, looking to steal a point at least. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you get some really, really good, um, penalty killing by Burns, Kane, and and Gambrell. And basically what ends up happening is um, Burns is kind of stuck in the corner. He's got the puck on his stick, and Gambrell um, knew that he was kind of controlling it. It had already started out of the zone. and was basically at the, at the offensive blue line, per- Burns with a picture-perfect pass and goes in two-on-one with Kane. Kaner with a n- nice feather uh, on the the cross pass to Gambrell and Gambrell buries it. Um, that's his fourth on the season. And and Al, I mean, are we finally seeing the Dylan Gambrell that that Denver Pioneer, um, you know, really <laughs> good NCAA player? I mean, is has has the kid finally put it together? I mean. I would hope, like, I'm not going to give out hope for anyone, but, like, it is, you see it time and time again where goalies in their late 30s can possibly have a second life in their career, but not as much for forwards. So, for Dylan Gambrell, like, this is really his last chance. Like, maybe he might have another another year to prove himself, but 
this is kind of his prove it year. Uh, he might have another chance next year just because I think the state of the forward depth of the Sharks, he's going to get another chance. But I think he's shown a lot of improvement the last, let's just say, the last three weeks. Uh, and I think that's kind of just dependent on who he's played with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I agree. Um, I, I think that Gambrell is definitely proven himself on the defensive side of the puck you can definitely see that um you can see his evolution um as a center as well winning more draws um and and just being a little you know a little bit more all around trustworthy in in all three zones so you know for me Gambrell is I think he's starting to get it I I want to see him consistently put in an effort night in night out but uh yeah I think you know I think he's he's starting to get it so you know if if the team can really get him to be that third line center that can really you know have a a good transition from the from the top six to the bottom six then you know you've got the makings of a good center there so I I think I think there's a real hope that he becomes another Barkley Goodrow that the Sharks can like trade for a potential second or third round pick. Um, I think there's real, I don't think there's a real, like, like when I say trade for a second or third round pick, you trade to another Stanley cup contender who could use that forward depth Uh, for the state of the Sharks. You're not really like, you're still kind of in this weird position where you're looking for small pieces. And I'm just just by the way the, the roster's constructed, they're really looking for picks at this moment. Yeah. You know, I think I think you're right. That's it's all about trying to get assets. So whatever you can parlay for assets, you know, I think the time is nigh to get it, right? <laughs> um Yeah. So I mean, again, we'll see where where Gambrell ends up, but I'm liking a little bit of the trajectory he's on this season. Um, right now, he is on pace for. Uh, let's see here. Last last season, he played 50 games, had 11 points. Right now, through 34 games, he has 10 points or 35 games. He's got 10 points. Yeah. So 56. He's probably going to end up 19 points, 18 points. Maybe if he if he's got a little bit of a burst, he can get to twenty points, and I think you've probably bought himself another year, um, you know, in the organization as far as wanting to see him, you know, take the next step. Um, but if he regresses, then I I think you know I don't think that that's good either. So, um, but anyways, the team uh, was I mean really worked hard on that. Um, on that penalty kill and were rewarded with the shorthanded goal. And, uh, and then the, uh, the Kings decide to pull the goalie. Uh, they're going to, you know, uh, try to do the, uh, the, the man advantage, uh, actually a two man advantage because they were still on the power play at this point when they pulled him. And then Tomas hurdle seals the deal with an empty net goal. His 12th on the season, Kane and Couture with the assists there, uh, good to see um, Hurdle, you know, rewarded for for always being a good defensive player, and uh, and that was the game. And so, like you said, uh, Al, 
you know, Brent Burns kind of redeems himself from having that that uh, gaff in the first. Uh, Martin Jones puts up a 941 save percentage, 32 of 34 shots saved. Um, and the Sharks, you know, do all their damage five on five. And, I, I, you know, I think the team, you know, it was good that they won tonight, especially because Arizona, you know, lost out and, and they're starting to, to kind of claw but I also don't want the majority of the fans to feel like, boy, we're we're closing in on the playoffs. And and the reason why I, I I put some caution up is because that end schedule is brutal. Yes. Wow. Yeah, like the the end schedule. Um, I'm gonna have to look at the updated one, but. The Sharks really did did themselves a huge hole in the first two months of the season, where they blew six period, uh, you know, six leads, and that's a you know that's you know that's about twelve points right there. Right. Um, and you know they've been working themselves out, out of this hole, but at a certain point, like if this wasn't for this stretch the last two weeks. Um, I would have been more in favor of them just tanking and getting a better playoffs or getting a better draft spot. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting what they're going to be doing for um, for the trade deadline because I think they're going to have to, like, with the way this roster is constructed, I think they're going to have to go for a playoff spot just because they have EK65, his contract, just the way that Burns' contract is lined up they really do have to just go for it every year just because they don't have much to that, that's the that's what Doug Wilson has kind of set up this team forward to do yeah yeah i mean i i see the team being uh, you know standing pat uh, at this point I, I don't see them shipping off any pieces because i think they'll feel like it'll mess with the mojo and I, I could potentially see them adding some contract, you know, like maybe, you know, maybe taking on some salary in, in a three-way deal. They've already said that they would, they're willing to use their salary space as, uh, um, you know, as a weapon. And uh, I, I mean, I, again, I don't know what, what's in Doug Wilson's head right now. But again, I hope that he's not looking at this stretch thinking, you know, he's got gold, but you're you're looking at Foo's gold. Yeah, like right now, like it's an easy stretch of the Sharks. Um, they play Anaheim and then Minnesota. But after Minnesota, they play three straight games against Vegas. Take in mind that anything can change with COVID. So just take that in mind. But three straight games against Vegas then Minnesota, then Arizona, then four straight games against Colorado, then two straight games against Arizona. Oh, so I'm going to put that in the chat. But it's like you can make up some ground, but having at least, you know, three three games against Vegas that we haven't even like, I think we've gone to Vegas, we've gone to OT against Vegas once, and it wasn't really a close game, to be frank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and that's 
I mean, I, you know, you're looking at the the two games against Minnesota, and you're thinking, okay, you know, the Sharks have been playing Minnesota pretty well, and they are looking like, you know, hopefully you could get three out of four points from that series, but then you're you're going to Vegas, and then you're closing out with Colorado, and and the way Colorado is playing, I mean, <laughs> Al, I, I'm thinking that's that they're going to really I mean that that series could just put the nail in the coffin, you know what I mean? It could they could come and break our hearts, you know, being close to to a playoff spot and then Colorado just curb stomping them. So far the Sharks record against Colorado is 1 in 3. Yeah. Um AJ saying the blue schedule is worse, but frankly it's 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 neck and neck. <laughs> it's neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crap and crappe, basically. Um you know, I, I I think it's been a great stretch, and I think the sharks have to really go for the playoffs, just but um I think it's important to keep your expectations pretty low because um this team started in a, in a pretty desperate stretch where they lost a lot of the games pretty early and they're probably not going to dig themselves out of a hole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, oh man, it's it because Vegas and Colorado right now, I mean, Vegas is at 54 points and Colorado's at 58. Um, Do you see Colorado giving up that first spot? Um, I would have to look at their schedule, but I think Colorado is the best team in the league. Um, you know, I love their forward depth. I think their one Achilles heel is their goaltending. Yeah. So if you're and you might have a bad two week stretch with a goaltender where, you know, that might steer you off a couple of points that might lose you a playoff spot. Um, you know, Colorado. Just just by a quick look at its schedule, they play St. Louis, Vegas, San Jose, four straight games, and and L.A. They have a pretty easy schedule going down the stretch. Um, If I had a bet, I think they get the presidency um, for this season just just by looking at their schedule. Um, And St. Louis is pretty banged up, too, with their injuries. Yeah, no, I, I... I totally agree with you. I think that, um, ah, boy, yeah, I, I think Colorado is gonna gonna run away with it, and um, you know, if if the Sharks do manage to get in, I mean, a first round appearance against Colorado would just that would be a slaughter. I mean, the the four games that that the Sharks have played against Colorado, they did not look close. Even the one that they won, no. Uh... The one that they won against, they scored like five straight goals in the second period. So, yeah, something was up that night. Yeah, that that is for sure. So, um, I mean, the. Uh, oh, boy. Um, I, I was just looking at the, the Canucks plan to complete the season after their 14 day virus pause. I mean, that that's pretty crazy how bad COVID has hit. Uh, has hit Vancouver at this point, but um, I'm just trying to look at the general the the general feel for the marketplace this year, and and 
I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to be fairly quiet. You know, I, I think people are, are, I think, too um, too trigger shy, especially with everything going on with, with COVID. And I think we maybe see one or two more deals and that'd be it. Uh, the other holdup is um, if you're trading to a Canadian team, uh, you have to be in a two week quarantine. I think so, that they, I think that that went down to uh, to uh, one week. Okay, still yeah. a one week quarantine. Yeah, in a condensed COVID schedule, um, that's another holdup. And I think just by if you're looking at the salary cap, I think a number of teams are going to look at the budget and shrink it. And that's probably why I don't think Dubnik is going to get traded. Just his salary is 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 just probably a little bit too high and potentially the sharks might retain 50% of it just to get him off the books. But I don't even know why you would do that unless you get draft capital back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I'm just kind of looking through here on the TSN, um, uh, the, the trade bait and, and they're saying, um, St. Louis Blues maybe be, being a wild card, um, maybe the Kings with Ayafalo to see if they can get him to re-sign. If not, then moving him. Uh, Stars getting some calls. But uh, again, I mean, like who who wants Devin Dubnik though? I mean, it's his. He just hasn't put together a a very um, convincing season. I mean, he's at eight ninety eight with a three point. One eight goals against. I mean, ugh. I, I don't know who would want that. Um, Al, like, what? And and then we talk about we talk about Marcus Sorensen, but he's been so hit or miss. And then we we also think about Matt Nieto, but he's still on the injury block. So it's like, what real pieces that the Sharks have that people would want? I like Nieto, but. If there's injury concerns, that's probably another reason why you don't you're not gonna see a lot of trade offers for him. Um I, I think that's another forward if the Sharks are probably gonna bring back next season. Uh a low cost veteran who can show a younger guy the ropes. I, I like Nieto a lot. He's a good locker room guy. Um again, I think that's another person that fits into the Dylan Gambrill category. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think where it you're you're liking what they bring, but you also um, want to maximize the value, right? So if that means trading them and getting, you know, getting some pieces back, then then you go ahead and do that. Um, so I think you know overall, I think it's gonna be pretty pretty fairly quiet um, deadline, especially for the Sharks. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if we don't see any kind of moves. Maybe again facilitating a three-way trade or something like that, taking on some salary, but yeah, I I don't really see it being being all that um, all that exciting this year, which is which is unfortunate. But hey, you know it, that's just kind of the way that it is right now, especially with COVID. So, um, quickly for all the fans, uh, we really appreciate everybody hopping on. Uh, engaging with us in the chat and, and engaging with us on Twitter. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. It really helps us out. Uh, we are on the trek to 2,300 followers. So, again, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend. 
tell two friends. <laughs> and, uh, and then of course, if you, uh, want to, um, you know, give any kind of donations or, or any kind of tips or beer money or whatever, um, you can hit us up, uh, using the YouTube chat, of course, but I think our preferred way right now is Venmo and it's at Teal Town. Uh, is it at Teal Town USA or just at Teal Town? Do you remember, Al? Uh, it is at one second Teal Town USA. Teal Town USA. Well, and uh, so yeah, no, appreciate everything uh, that you guys do, guys and gals do for us. And uh, again, you know, um, we do this for the fans. We do this because we love it, but we also do it because we want to get the information out there to everybody, and uh, just have a a real nice uh, a real nice place to talk hockey and uh, you know talk about our team. Um, all right, Al. Well, I think that that's pretty much it for, for what I've got for this evening. Um, I know that, uh, everybody is, uh, clamoring for their favorite segment, but we only have 17 likes. So it's like, I don't know, 25 likes and we can, we can do, uh, you know, we can do the favorite segment, but I don't see that happening in the next couple minutes so well, you got... can do it <laughs> oh don't encourage him <laughs> um al i mean so any any thoughts why brush on the league or uh you know anything that you're seeing from the sharks uh give us some words of wisdom and so i'll i'll just say that if the sharks are, are going to make a playoff push it's gonna be the big three burns jones and carlson if those three are not consistent. The Sharks don't really, don't really have any real shot. Um, you know, those three have, when they've been on their top of the game, the Sharks have been pretty good this season. Um, it's just been consistency. Um, forward depth is still an issue, and that's still going to be an issue all season. And there's probably not going to be a fix set for the, you know, during the trade deadline, but um, I, I, that, that's, but that's really the thing to watch is if those three players are on their game, uh, the Sharks have a shot every game. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess since AJ has said it, <laughs> Chris S already sponsored tonight's reach around via an early donation on Venmo. So Chris S, thank you very much for that. And I guess you guys want it. So we'll do it. goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around yes it's that time that you know and love it is the nhl reach arounds okay so for tonight's action we're starting over in the east capitals and sabers capitals win four to three the sabers woes continue the capitals seem to be making a march towards the president's trophies like they always do and uh, and Al, I mean, uh, thoughts on the Capitals? I mean, I think that they're they're starting to kind of push away over there. I think they're one of the best teams in the East. Um, I think it speaks more to that division than anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, when thinly you, veiled way of saying the East is the weaker conference, but uh, <laughs> I mean, when you play with Buffalo, um, no offense. Oh, that's true. Uh, Penguins <laughs> <laughs> beat the Devils six to four. Uh, talk about another team that's uh, you know trying to figure out its way right now, but the Devils are in uh, you know in, in dire straits there insofar as uh, 
kind of the direction of which they're taking. It seems like it's kind of stalled out a little bit, but um, Penguins are uh, now 26-13-2, doing Penguin things. The Rangers beat the Islanders in the Battle of the Empire State 4-1. The Islanders still sitting at 26-11-4. Rangers now move to 19-16-5. Wild get roughed up by the Blues, and, and boy, the Blues needed this badly because they were in a tailspoon like no other. But the Blues beat the Wild nine to one, crazy. Um, I mean, what do you say about nineteen eighties hockey, Al? <laughs> nine to one. I mean, at a certain point, do you just give up or do you just like wave the white flag? <laughs> mercy, the mercy rule, right? Um, I mean, it's a touchdown and a two point conversion. <laughs> um, but the, the blues opening up, a, just a case of whoop ass in the first four to one in that first period, then scoring three goals in the second period to the wilds, no goals. And then just for good measure, put two more in the third period. So, uh, blues go on nine to one. Still interesting to see where that team is going to end up because their their GM has kind of called them out and yeah it's it is a it it is kind of amazing what kind of what kind of uh, results you can get with the cattle prod that's for sure going over to some uh, you know to the battle of the coyotes and the knights so desert on desert. The, uh, the Golden Knights beat out the Coyotes 7-4. to four. This one was kind of an interesting one, too. The Golden Knights uh, jumping out to a four-gold lead in that first. Uh, the Coyotes scoring one in the second. Uh, Golden Knights adding another one. But the Coyotes making it very interesting, scoring three in the third period. Unfortunately, uh, they could not come, uh, you know, come back on the Golden Knights. Fortunately for us, because we're, uh, you know, we're still chasing them down for a spot. But... Uh, but yeah, the Golden Knights putting up a seven spot there. Yeah, uh, and then uh, rounding out uh, the evening, we have the Avalanche and the Ducks. Uh, Avalanche two nothing on the Ducks. You would have thought that uh, maybe the Avalanche would have had a little bit more of a curb stomping there, but uh, you know Gibson doing Gibson things, right? I feel really bad for Gibson because he's a really good goaltender. Just he's caught in a bad scenario with a bad team that's rebuilding right now yeah i mean yeah you you just wonder what he could do with with some more talent around him because they've they've got the goaltender that kid's that kid's a star so uh anyways uh rounding out the reach around with the uh division update uh colorado is your division leader right now with 58 points vegas is in second place for 54 minnesota with 50 points Arizona with 43 points and then you've got the St. Louis Blues and the San Jose Sharks nipping at the heels 42 and 40 points respectively the Sharks do have two games in hand against Arizona and one game in hand against St. Louis so the Sharks might make it a little interesting but uh but we'll have to see what they will do further on and uh and kind of where they'll really be gauged in the end of the season you know if if they're able to continue this good mojo going into the the rough part of the season then you might be turning some heads 
but it also could be the final nail to the coffin of the Sharks' uh, 21 season. Yeah, I mean, the Sharks are looking for a wildcard spot. They're not going to catch the big three. Um, you know, Vegas, Colorado, and what did we say the last three was going to be St. Louis or Minnesota? Yeah. One of one of those th- one of those three. Um, you know, they really did dig themselves a huge hole, and I'm glad they're digging themselves out of it, but um, right now they would have to win most of their games in regulation to catch up. They're starting that now, but it's still a long road. Yeah, still a long road ahead of them. And uh, just a quick thank you to Jerry and Frodo for the donations. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. So if you missed us or you want to find out more about your favorite team, check us out on all the social media. That would be Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. We're on every platform out it's just crazy but then of course you can always check us out on tealtownusa.com al where can the people find you and uh final thoughts uh you can find me on twitter at al martinet i'm always talking hockey always talking sports always playing video games um final thoughts um i thought this was a good overall effort um minus the first five minutes um you know just keep Keep on, keep on doing that hockey. But um, no, just this is that. Just be more consistent every game. Um, please don't blow another game like the Ducks um, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and we might dig ourselves into a wild card spot. Um, there is a pathway forward, but it's just, the slimmest it, of margins. <laughs> yeah, you. Right now, this is the easier part of the schedule, but two weeks from now, we're going to be thinking, oh, why can't we play Arizona? So, Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, And uh, I am at Eric Landy. You can find me on all the social media garbage using my first name. That's Eric with a K, L-A-N-D-I. And as far as the final thoughts go, just start on time tomorrow, boys. I know the feet are not going to be there, so you're going to want to try and exert a little bit more energy in that first to see if you can wear down the Kings and uh, go from there. And of course...